0: Welcome to Old School, Jane Huger, Mark Thompson uh, and Dave Kohler with you guys. Uh, Old School brought to you by shoptyt.com where I've got, we've got these new shirts. You know we have one when I'm about to stand up. Uh, okay, <laughs> there it is, oh, that's a Casparian wow. shirt. Okay, uh, yeah. so she did a rant uh, that some uh, rando on TikTok took and put up on religion. <laughs> Uh, and it's so far at 18.4 million views. So wow. I made a shirt out of
1: it. Let me guess, she's for religion. No? <laughs> that is an incorrect <laughs> guess. Um,
0: so uh, basically, it, well, here it is. It says, "You do not get to uh, dictate the way I live my life based on your religion." That seems no. fair enough, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, apparently, 18 million people thought it was fair enough. Uh, okay, so you can check that out at
1: shoptyyt.com. What course, would I have to do to get 18 million views on a TikTok? I, I, I think I mean I can't get there from here. I, I feel Anna's got that thing, you know. I don't have that.
0: I, Mark, nobody knows what that thing is, uh, and uh, everyone is fairly certain you have it. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> And and it's not like you know we've been doing this for about 20 years and and if anyone knows how to get hits online it's us did we know we were going to get 18 million on that we didn't even put it up no we had no idea okay yeah. so you do things that hopefully resonate and and then if the audience likes it they like it if they don't like
2: it they don't like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I yeah, started yeah. using TikTok about a week ago, but I haven't run into that video. I'm going to go have to go find it. Well, Dave, you'll like this even more
0: and then it'll lead to some of our conversations um and and it's going to be a lot of football talk, not about the sport itself today, but about the cultural issues surrounding it. John Gruden just resigned. Uh I went to a Chargers game over the weekend. There was tons of fun cultural stuff around mm-hmm. that. Uh but uh
1: but uh, in in terms of this um, shirt, uh, the like,
0: I damn it, I forgot what I was gonna say. Man, today has been a hell of a day. Anyways, yeah. uh, I'll go. I'll I'll come back and remember what the point I wanted to make about Dave.
1: But uh, for this shirt, Dave was uh, saying he just got TikTok, and you that that's if that helps you at all. I just yeah. got TikTok. I've only had it a couple of weeks, that is oh, I didn't say does not. Yeah, I remember it. now,
0: thank you, Mark. Right. Um, so Dave, you would have liked this part because um, there was this incredibly interesting strange phenomenon where that clip would get hot in different countries in a row, like at, at different times. So first it got hot in America and you could see the numbers of like, oh my God, a lot of people are watching it in America. Then it got hot in Brazil, then it got hot in Mexico, and it jumped around country to country where different countries would go, yeah, wait a minute. Why does your religion, whatever it is, get to control my life, and and it just kept rolling. But it was kind of country specific for a while, and that was trippy. And there's so many things I love about the internet, there's obviously a lot of things people are upset about lately, right? But but it's kind of cool that that there's like these phenomenons out there, including when people go, yeah, how come nobody says that? I don't, well, yeah, I don't want religion controlling my life. I don't want my own religion controlling my life, let alone your religion.
2: And so- Other than the part that it's really cool, it sounds like you just described the how COVID worked. First it popped up here, then it popped up there, then it popped up there. Well, but Dave, actually, that is
0: a good analogy because that's a virus. And this is viral viral and so do things online, they go viral. That's why we call it viral Um, and and it works in a similar way. Uh, All of a sudden it's spreading because people are talking about it in Mexico and they're telling their friends and they're sending it to their friends uh, more likely in Mexico and so that's why it's working the way that it does. so, uh, but what I wanted to ask, fun question I wanted to ask about the shirt is: so for anyone else, it makes perfect sense. It's a cool thing to say. It's got Anna's face on it, but like, like with the black and white thing, it's neat, right? But I know Anna, so is it weird to wear
1: her face on my shirt on a shirt? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I
2: give it a pass. She. You're wearing famous Anna on your shirt, not Anna that
1: you know on your shirt. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting distinction. Well, I guess me, that's the distinction though, but well done, I would say on that, yeah.
0: So, I mean, look, so I was wearing Rashad on my shirt just two days ago because the indisputable shirts are out. And But I have to say both with the Rashad shirt and the Anna shirt, I hesitated. I was like, Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's it's kind of funny, right? Because we know each other, and another shirt I hesitated was though we had long time ago we had the Star Wars shirt, uh, you know, and and Anna and I were on it, and I'm like, it feels weird to wear my own face on on here. Um, so let me kick it to you guys. Would you and have you worn a shirt with my
1: face on? I think I have. I- and my favorite shirt is still, I think it's a sweatshirt, is a very stable genius. And I told you, every time I wear it, nobody, I mean, I think it's the most, you know, the clearest reference, most obvious reference, most memorable reference you could have. Yet, I mean, I literally have seen a couple of times, people look at me like, that's what I think I am, you know what I mean? A very <laughs> stable genius. So it's, I'm thinking, no, dude, you don't, is there really, there's no connection. So I have, most of my stuff just says TYT. I have a Bernie shirt. I'm trying to think of all my TYT merch. I don't think I have anything with your face on it, actually. No, I don't. I think the thing I have is has Bernie's face on it. Would you wear my face on your? Oh chest? my God! Right now, uh, run it to the house right now, brother. I'll wear it. I'll sleep <laughs> in it tonight. <laughs> Dave,
0: you've known me for approximately forty-three years. Would you?
1: <laughs> well, I would.
2: Generally, I, I prefer T-shirts that have words or symbols or logos, not pictures, graphics. So I wouldn't generally wear one with a face, but it's not because it's your face. I I wouldn't wear one with Derek Jeter's face on it either. I wouldn't wear any, it's not my thing. Okay, it's a uh, interesting (laughs) person to pick. Okay,
1: got you. There's no carve out for (laughs) Jake. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) well, look what I like though is
0: that uh, now all of a sudden I'm thinking, I kind of want a deep Kohler
2: shirt. I want to wear deep Kohler around <laughs> our like, graphics department can make one. There's a couple yeah. of memes
1: that fly you around to the to put office. that quote up though where you know, in Vietnam, what was the holy <laughs> shirt? <laughs> That's still the best. Yeah, yeah. in I don't Vietnam there was them. bombs dropping everywhere. They were able to get the satellite signal, but we can't get a Skype from you know here to downtown. I mean, whatever you said, Dave it was so funny. Right.
0: Yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah. I mean Dave's got those lines all day all night. Um and uh, and by the way, of course we had trouble getting on tonight. And so the more things change the more they stay the same. It is what it is. I went to the Chargers game. So here's how it broke down. Um I want to get pro a, a birthday gift and I want to have it be special. I know he wants to go to football games. He had this great idea, my, it's, he's he's my son, he's 11 years old. This great idea to go to all the, uh, every playoff weekend to go to a different city and watch the, the playoffs there. And I said, that's a great idea for when I have money, uh, but right now that ain't gonna happen. Okay, but but it's good thinking, it's good thinking, it's like a good fantasy to have. We get rich and we do that plan. And I love that plan. It gives me another reason to work harder, okay, if I needed any. Um But in the meeting, he's like, all right, can we, how about a home game? How about here, right? No travel costs. How can we try that? I'm like, "Ah." Uh. and then finally I decided, okay, I'm going to go for it, even though tickets are expensive. And then by the time you go and you get the hot in LA, chair asked me, I didn't remember at the time during the show. But now I remember, we got two sets of hot dogs and the second set of hot dogs we got a chili dog, a normal hot dog, uh, two waters, a Coke, and some banana chips, and it was over sixty dollars. Okay, that is a lot of money for hot dogs. Okay, and then you got uh, the parking was sold out. I didn't even realize that could be a thing, uh, and so we had to take Ubers, which is fine, but that costs a whole heap of money. But so by the time you're done, I mean you're hurt, dog. Don't ask if you're all right. So. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to splurge on this because uh, it's it's a good idea, and I'd love to go with my son, and he's so into football, and I love it, right? So okay, fine, we get, and and then it turns out the Steelers are playing the Chargers uh, this year, and I love the Steelers. Everybody knows that. Perfect. We're gonna go to the Steelers Chargers game. It's gonna be great. But then it turned out that uh, him and uh, and my wife and the other folks while I'm working are going on vacation that weekend. So we had to switch it, and I was like, "He likes the Browns. What am I gonna do? We'll go Chargers, Browns,
1: okay?" And so we went this weekend. Now, wow! I mean, that was probably one of the greatest games you could ever see. No, I mean, like just the smallest
0: note on the sports angle of it here. Man, did we accidentally get lucky?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the was, reason I say that you don't have to follow sports at all, but you know, it's just. One team scores a touchdown, other team scores a touchdown. One team that's and they're exciting touchdowns, you know, like they're long passes and stuff. So it's a really great game to bring your son to. I would think that just, you know, you, as you say, you got lucky, but wow. Yeah, really off the 100%, scale. Lucky. It
0: was 47-42. They <laughs> nearly scored a hundred points. It was unbelievable. And they kept soaring back and forth and probably pro thinks, man, we got to go every weekend. This is the most amazing <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so, um, okay, now other things I wanted to actually discuss. So that's your background. Um, we're taking an Uber out of the stadium and and the guy, the driver is kind of young. He wants to connect with us. He's obviously a good guy, means well, uh, he's talkative and, and he's trying to relate. All of these things are super positive, right? But. He, he doesn't know much about sports, but he's trying anyway. So he's like, oh, yeah, man, we got a lot of teams here in LA. So it's always busy by the stadium. You know, all oh, the traffic, it's just brutal. You know, you got the Rams, the Chargers now. You got the San Diego 49ers. You got the Oakland Raiders. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Like, please, please stop talking. I love you. Shh. Right. And he's like, yeah, of course I don't say that to him. I'm like, oh yeah, sure, sure. I'm not going to bother correcting him. It's awkward. It's, there's no point. And he's like, I'll tell you that Brady, he's tough to stop. I'm like, don't, <laughs> don't do it. And he's like, uh, you know, that that Gonkowski, uh, you know, they once they're tooth together, it's over. That's why, you know, that Kukowski is, is like a steamroller. I'm like, there's no Kukowski. There's no It's Gronkowski and that's not it and (laughs) but my point is like like he's a good guy. He's trying to do the right thing, but just pick a different topic. We don't all have to relate on every topic. If you don't know sports, you don't have to tell us about Kukowski. Yeah, you should have stuck to the traffic,
2: that's a winner. (laughs)
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And then, by the way, he's talking about all this. Oh my god, it's all like like this at the stadium all the time because of all this, you know, these teams we have. And and I'm like, oh, cool. Way later in the conversation, I'm like, so how long have you been driving for Uber? He's like, a month. <laughs> I'm
1: like, that's how many great. times could you have been at the stadium? You won't That's very funny. Oh, <laughs> so. I- <laughs> I think the pro tip there is when you're trying to make conversation about something you don't know anything about, particularly when you're picking people up from a stadium or something, like they go, so tell me about the game. How was it? You know? And boom, then it's on them. Let them do the color commentary on the game. Yeah, that's you know? a good tip.
0: Well, that is a good pro tip. And then yeah. drop a five hundred dollar chip and then concoct a <laughs> gigantic story around it. Another pro tip. But that's from an older person. Yeah, more stories. So we're going to charges Browns. Uh, so of course, what jersey uh, do I wear? I wear a Steelers jersey. Uh, one, because that's the only jersey I have, and two, let's be honest, to troll the Browns fans,
1: and <laughs> and so. You don't wear any TYT stuff at a big venue like that? No, I had a TYT shirt underneath,
0: but I much preferred trolling the Browns fans. Okay okay and so uh and and so folks don't know this and there's no reason why you would if you live outside of LA and certainly if you don't care about sports but uh the Chargers moved from San Diego to LA it feels like a minute ago but i guess it was probably 2 years by now ago and and so there are no Chargers fans in LA <laughs> or there certainly weren't and now i in fact there was one guy who was like talking up a big game about how oh my god uh you know, we gotta um, uh, play defense, and he's screaming defense the whole game. You know, you go, you know those guys. Like, and he has a South African accent. I'm so com- discombobulated by everything that's going on. He's like, "Come on, mate! Defense, defense!" <laughs> right? And and then he, and then like halfway through the game, he turns to his buddy and he's like, "You know, after this game, I think I'm going to become a Chargers fan." Instead of a Rams fan,
1: I'm like, (laughs) you've been screaming the whole game. I thought you were a Chargers fan.
0: (laughs) So that's how new Chargers are to L.A. So in the Raiders game that happened last week, uh, there about 75% of the crowd was Raiders fans because the Raiders used to play in L.A. And so now I tell you all that because even with a rando team like the Browns, like the Raiders have an LA history, right? Cleveland does not have an LA history by definition. Um, still, like a third to 40% of the crowd was Browns fans. And
1: I knew it was gonna happen like that because there aren't that many Chargers fans. Well, also, uh, that's that's right on the numbers. Yeah, the, the, the third part is because there are not that many uh, Chargers fans. But man, that Cleveland Browns and Cleveland generally, but particularly the Browns, that fan base is animated. I mean, they are everywhere and they show up, you know. It's uh you know, the long suffering, you know, uh, Clevelanders. They'll uh and and even those who are not from Cleveland, there's something about uh, the Browns that does, you know, attract a sort of a fan base. But you're right. The reason they're super noticeable is because the Chargers have yet to get momentum in Los Angeles. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of it. Yeah, they're they're transplants, so they're they're kind of some people from San Diego, but uh, they're really not. They haven't had any kind of real momentum here yet.
0: Yeah. So this is going to lead to three different things. First of all, in in Turkish, um, so first of all, Allah means God. It's it from Arabic, but Turks use it too, obviously because they're Muslim. And so there's a, a hundred different ways to use the word Allah in in Turkish. And so when you're charging into battle, the Turks used to say Allah, 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 allah as they charged, right? And there's a joke in, in, in Turkey that Turks charge and then, um, but when you're confused, you go like allah, 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 right? And so the joke in Turkey is the Turks charge into any issue going Allah, 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 and they come out of that same thing going Allah, Allah, Allah. <laughs> okay, and that's exactly what happened with the Browns fans. When they first came in, they're like, hoo, 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 ala, 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 right? And on their way out, they're dejected after they lost this incredible game. And they're like, oh, la, la.
1: <laughs> it was close, it was very close, wasn't it?
0: It was, it was very close, they went back and forth. That's why they were particularly dejected. Um, but <laughs> another, so I'm wearing the Steelers jersey. They're 10 times angrier at me than at any Chargers fan. So that I realized, wait a minute, I went with my 11 year old son and I forgot I'm wearing a Steelers jersey and there's a stadium full of angry Browns fans, right? So I got a whole heap of Steelers suckers. I'm like, hey, we got, we got, it's (laughs) good
2: luck with that.
1: Yeah, that sports, <laughs> uh, the confrontations, uh, keeping them under some kind of uh, uh, limited, you know, polite basis can oftentimes be a very tough uh, lifeguard no. chair to sit in. Yeah. Yeah, to be more
0: accurate, I didn't even bother. You guys are right. No, no. When you go to a stadium, you can't pull, oh, my son is here, crap.
1: Then well you shouldn't have brought
0: him, and you certainly shouldn't have brought him in a Steelers jersey, (laughs) (laughs) knowing that at least thirty percent of the crowd is going to be Browns fans. But so there was, but the funny part was, there were several people in Steelers jersey, and so, and I'm going out to the bathroom, and a guy comes up to me in another Steelers jersey, and he's like, "Yeah, I just came to mess with the Browns fans." (laughs) So (laughs) that's how little Chargers fans there
1: are in L.A. Did you, exchange, did you to you guys Steelers exchange numbers? Just to see the Browns lose. <laughs> did you guys exchange contact information, Jake? <laughs> no, we didn't. Jake, what's better, Dave? What's better to lose a game if you're going to lose? Lose a game that comes down to the last few seconds or comes down to the last few yards if it's a running race, whatever the race is, not football or baseball, you know, right at the. In extra innings, and a you know a slide, than a tag that just misses, or uh, is it better to lose in a blowout? You know, it's over right away. You're down by whatever you want to. You know, it's forty to nothing by halftime, or you know, it's eleven nothing if it's a baseball game, etc. What's better, blowout? If you're going to lose, no question about it. Or do you want to be in it to the very last second? So, Mark,
0: uh, I'm going to have to ask an important qualifying question: Am I playing or am I watching?
1: You're watching, it's, what it's your team and it's your heart, it's your emotion. Okay,
0: then I definitely root for the close game cuz that means my team's pretty good. Maybe we'll get them next time and it was at least a thrilling thing to watch. Uh, if I was participating, I'd go for the blowout cuz then I feel like, well, I guess there was nothing I could do. I don't feel bad about it. Right. Otherwise, right. I'm, I'm going over every play. I could have done that different. I could have done this different. Was it my fault? That's how my mind thinks.
1: What do you think, Dave? Uh,
2: Total opposite. If I'm a fan, uh, I don't, I've lost track of what and I'm not hungry.
1: Jenk uh, saying, hey, if I'm a fan, then I want the close one because that I want means my team is game. good. Right. Yeah. No, if I'm a fan,
2: those close games that you lose hurt a lot. Uh, so I'd rather lose the ball out. If I'm playing, Then I do care that my team is going to be good in the next game. So I I like the close one and sure I'll take the pain now knowing that I played a
1: close game and it's gonna go our way next week. Interesting, how about you Mark? I think I and I've had a lot of experience with my teams losing. Let me just say whatever teams I root for, uh, I think it's better emotionally. I love a good sweat, so I love a close game all the way. I mean, that's obviously the best. but. I think it's better emotionally if my team gets blown out. I hate to say it, but I, I just uh, I, I just feel it's easier on my emotions. That's all. You know, I, I can disconnect from the scene. Um, it's probably not more fun. You know, like from the standpoint. That's why I understand what you're saying, Jank. Like from the standpoint of being a spectator and the fun of being a spectator. Uh, is always better if something's really close, close race, close game. But from the standpoint of being so wrapped up in it that my heart's gonna be broken in the last few seconds with a loss. I think it's easier just to get blown out right away. It's like, okay, that that, that was awful and let's just put it behind us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, like for example, Steelers lost two Super Bowls. Last thing on on the sports angle of it. they lost the Packers on the Mendenhall fumble, which they could have easily won. And like every time I think about it, it drives me crazy. Uh, and and then they lost the Cowboys when they had Neil O'Donnell, and everybody knew he was going to throw three picks at least, and he did. And it, it had the semblance of a close game, but it wasn't. Uh, and so no, the Packers game was much better. I it was I prefer the Packers game because we had a shot at winning another Super Bowl. Whereas Neil O'Donnell was never going to win that game, and so yeah, it was painful seeing him throw
1: the picks. But yeah, that game sucked. You see what I'm saying? I guess so. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I, um, but it it
0: does cut both ways. I mean, you guys are right because I keep thinking about the Packers game. I mean, that's and that's super silly. I'm just a fan. What do I care? It happened a million years ago. But I keep thinking if he just hadn't fumbled, we'd have another Super Bowl. And we would have to hear about it from the goddamn Patriot. <laughs>
1: it's funny how we, uh, it's funny how the, the fumbles, the interceptions, the mistakes are the things that uh, we really carry with us, you know. Um, the, the things that hurt are the things that we really care. And, you know, from an evolutionary standpoint, there's a reason we do that, of course, because those things that hurt you you're, are supposed to land in your psyche more cleanly than those things that are beneficial to you. I mean, not that you, uh, aren't supposed to remember the latter, but you're supposed to really remember the things that can hurt you, the former. And so it's weird that it does apply to all of these different things, like you know the super disappointment associated with oh my god he fumbled or interception. I mean these are things that are that stick with you more, I think, than the great catch in the end zone. That's what I've uh, noticed anyway, and and it, it, it applies across the board. It applies in poker. You remember the big hands that you lost uh, more than the big hands that you won. Uh, and, and as I say, there's just a there's a really good evolutionary reason for that.
0: I drive myself crazy thinking about all the mistakes and what if I did this? What if I did that? And that'll take me decades to get past, right? But if I win, then all the mistakes are erased. Who sure. cares? I won anyway, right? So I never sweat all the mistakes I made in a game that I won. Is that
1: interesting? Do
0: you guys feel the same way or
1: no? Well, of course that's true. The winning washes all mistakes away. I mean, they. I mean, that, that's you know absolutely right. There's no antidote for mistakes like winning. <laughs> it just is. Hey, no big deal. We got it. It was you know. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah, of course I feel that way. But sticking with football, which we should get off of. Uh, look, I don't remember the
2: Rashad Mendenhall fumble particularly, but sometimes you fumble because the defensive guy just punched it out and you were holding that ball as tightly as you could. It's a great defensive play. So should you agonize over your running back fumbling? I mean, he got it punched out. He he did everything he could. It gets a little confusing.
0: No, I hate him. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But good try. Uh, All right, so this was all another prelude to So I see a couple of guys that are sitting in front of us. And they got San Diego written all over them. Like even more specifically La Jolla. Uh, Now, for those of you who don't know La Jolla is where uh, it's it's a wealthier part of San Diego. Uh, And it's where Mitt Romney has like a 20 or $40 million house or whatever it is. And it's where Tucker Carlson grew up. Uh, and. And so the folks from La Jolla, stereotypically, are the blondest people you've ever met, the whitest people you've ever met, and like look like they're from another time, like that they have not intermingled with the rest of us, and they came <laughs> straight out of my, like I'm like, oh, you're like you look like the people for I see in the movies in in the 1950s. That's who you look like, right? And so, and not even the the 1950s movies were more. Mixed than the than the folks I see from that community in San Diego. Okay, so I don't know. I never even confirmed they were from San Diego, but there's no force on earth that would convince me that they aren't. Okay, so the, I'm I'm looking at them and I'm seeing that. And now the charges have an interesting, diverse fan base, like middle class Latinos, Blacks, Whites, etc. But there's still the folks that are from La Jolla. You could feel it in your bones, right? So that's what I'm thinking about these guys. And halfway through the game, a guy in a suit shows up. That's what them. I'm like, first of all, who shows up like when it's when it's almost halftime? And why are you in a suit? It's hot. It's L.A. We're in the middle of a stadium, right? And you're relatively young. What are you What are you doing, right? And then a little bit later, two other guys in suits show up. To be fair to them, they don't have ties. They have the jacket, they have the dress pants, they have the dress shirt, right? And I'm like, these guys are not fans at all like, of, of anything, right? They're here for, I don't know why. I don't know if they came for five minutes. And I was like, oh, no, the guys, the older guys in the suits, they've got a box seats, That's what it is, right? And the older guy who's middle aged says about the younger guy in the suit, he's like, he kept saying, this guy makes me a lot of money. This guy makes me a lot of money. And I was like, I knew it. Okay, La Jolla. <laughs> they never confirmed it. I've been $1,000 sight unseen that they're from La Jolla.
2: <laughs> Mark, uh, would you take that bet or no? Uh, uh,
1: La Jolla versus the field, take that, the field. Yeah, I would take the field against it, <laughs> right, if you're really asking me. But I was thinking about <laughs> Mahogany, okay, the way you described right. it, would you go to a cocktail party at at Mitt Romney's house, Jenk? Oh, what a great question! I love it. Mark's got great questions
0: tonight. Absolutely is my answer. What am I going to do? Not see his house? What am I not going to get stories out of a Mitt Romney cocktail party? And there's <laughs> no way the food isn't good, right? I mean, they're going to have pigs in a blanket. Mormons eat pigs in a blanket. They're not going to have. Co- oh, they're not going to have drinks. That's okay. I'm not a drunk. Who cares? Uh,
1: so, and yeah, it's odd that I, I would call have. a cocktail party. You're right. It's kind of a, uh, you know, it's a spritzer party type <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, right. Uh, if there was a, would you go to a, um, a similar gathering if you knew there was going to be, they do traditionally like a whole 15 minutes of prayer at the beginning, or you have to get on your knees and there's some kind of a little religious ritual. But then after that, it's just a normal night. Would you still go? Well, you you
0: had me until the knees. Um, if they're doing a fifteen minute prayer and I don't have to be involved, but we're having a you know everybody's doing incantations, etc. Oh, I'm going even more okay. because because <laughs> it's so outside my experience that I want to sure. see it. I want to experience. I always say the same
1: thing. Yeah, I, I love a good show.
0: Right. Yeah. And and you know are they going to bring out snakes? I don't know, right? Probably not. They're Mormons, not Pentecostals. But you never know. Are they going to speak in tongues? I don't know. But I'm here for it. Um, But uh, but if I have to participate for 15 minutes, get on my knees and be like, oh yes, of course, our Lord and Savior Brigham Young has brought us great football, and we appreciate
1: it. And you know, like ah, then it's getting a little too undercover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you had, to, if that's where your drugs, You have to actually be an active part of it. Then you probably would be uncomfortable enough to say no. Okay. Yeah,
0: I, but it depends, right? So like, I've gone to many churches and sitting in the pew listening, and people get up and say amen. If people ask me to get up, I'll get up.
1: That's that's sure. I mean, there's policy. a quality of politeness. You could, you know, write it off to that, right? Yeah, of course, it's not. Yeah, it's
0: you know, If I go to a mosque, I don't mind going. You know. Getting on my knees, doing the prayer, et cetera. Because it's cultural. And and I'm, you know, I grew up Muslim. I've been to mosque like four times in my life, but still, <laughs> uh, I no, I probably doubled it actually on the campaign. Because I went and visited a bunch of mosques in the district when I ran for office. And I was like, that's probably more mosques than I've been to my whole life. Um, but I don't mind doing things on a cultural level at all. Um, but if you're going to ask, like, oh, and by the way, Mark, that leads to another interesting uh, thing. Um, the, my experience with those kind of uh, prayers and rituals actually wound up becoming part of a nationally discussed lawsuit. Um, because after I left high school, we had a. I mean, I happened to go to high school at a public high school that wound up having the most interesting football team of all time, which has led to. Now, dozens of stories on air about it. We're nationally ranked, we had the number one uh, quarterback in the country. But in this case, we also had a coach Marcus uh, Borden uh, who uh, had us pray before each game. And I never thought twice about it. And I would participate in those prayers, even though I wasn't Christian and it was a Christian prayer. And then later he got sued for it. And and he was you know, a very well renowned coach. And they told him, you got to stop the prayers. It's a public school. You can't make everybody do a Christian prayer. And he's like, no, it's non-denominational, and we, uh, you know, prayed that nobody gets hurt. And my experience was that that was actually true. That was the main thing that we prayed for—that no one got hurt. Um, And at the time, I was not religious, but I thought that was the most—that was so (laughs) harmless. Who cares, right? I thought. Uh, But Borden retired. He refused to not pray. And he quit his job and and that I remember it was a big national story. And we wound up talking about it on TYT. So would you guys mind if if they were doing a non denominational
1: don't get hurt prayer? Hey, do you want to take that first? I can I I'll, I'll respond after. I know my response, by the way, when I say go ahead first, I'm not waiting so I can copy you, I just want to yeah, make yeah, that I, clear. I, I, but
2: what, in the Marcus Borden case or in the Mitt Romney? In either case, I don't really care. My answer is I would go, I would be polite, like Mark says, and it, it doesn't bother me.
1: Yeah, I, th- this is the thing, Cenk, I, I, David and I are, can go together. Maybe we can uh, ride share there or something because it doesn't bother me. You. you want me to get my knees? While you guys say a prayer, I don't give a damn. I'm great. Here they are, my knees. The carpets at the Romney house, I'm sure, are lovely. And it doesn't, you know, what you know what I'm saying. I'm not part of some animal sacrifice. I'm just doing this thing, and I think that makes the story better. I, I absolutely don't, you know, draw the line anywhere. I'm happy to, you know, if this is the tradition in your home that we do this. Fine. It's I, I'm happy to uh, to be part of it, and I don't walk away. Uh, You know, having converted or anything, I just uh, I was being polite. So,
0: you know, come to think of it, there actually was a moment where the only moment I've ever walked away from a religious service, because it's rude to walk away from a religious service, and there's no point. I mean, just like who cares that we don't agree? Be respectful, right? And and it's a different experience. It's a different cultural experience, and you should soak that in. Um, The only time I ever walked out was there was a, a Turkish mosque in Brooklyn. Uh, and and the imam normally in, in a Turkish mosque does not speak Turkish. They speak Arabic because that's the language the Quran is in. Which is nuts because Turks do not speak Arabic. It's not like, oh well, it's Spanish, Italian, maybe a little bit. No, we don't understand anything he's saying. Maybe he could be speaking Chinese, we have no idea what he's saying. So that you normally you go to a mosque and they're like Allahu and then we're all looking around like are we supposed to pretend we know what he's saying? <laughs> it's so awkward, right? But in this case, the mom did the Arabic thing and then and then he started talking in Turkish. I was like, oh, that was actually the first time in my life as a grown-up that I'd ever heard a Turkish sermon. He started speaking against the Jews. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh, should have
1: kept, you should have kept it in Arabic. Then I wouldn't know what the hell crazy thing you're saying, right? And so You know, if you wanted a sermon against the Jews, you can pretty much go anywhere. Uh, right, Dave? <laughs> I mean, the Jew haters are all over the place. There, and there are sermons going off virtually every few minutes that you know. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. Uh,
0: but I happen to walk into this one. Uh, and so I was like, "Oh, now that I know what you're saying, that's terrible." And I got up and walked out of the mosque. And everybody was like, "I'm like, you? What's the face? Like you? I will give you the face. Why aren't you getting up and leaving?" Uh, and um, and so, anyways, that was the last time I'd gone before the campaign. I I walked out of that mosque and never walked into another one. It doesn't. They, by the way, guys, don't get the wrong impression. There's awesome mosques. They don't say that normally. It just you happen to I happen to run in that one. In fact, when I was doing the campaign, I one of the best speeches of my life I ran into also randomly. I go to this mosque in Simi Valley, uh, and I didn't know that a representative of CARE was going to be there. It's to, to my recollection, I didn't know that. And and one of the top officials at CARE, which is the largest Muslim civil rights group mm-hmm. in America, uh, was there, and he gave this phenomenal speech about uh, go thank black leaders. Okay, it was now. There are Muslims who are black, and there were a couple of black folks in the mosque. But he was largely talking to people who were ethnically Middle Eastern in that mosque. Okay, and he's ethnically Middle Eastern, and and he explained the civil rights movement. And he said they got us the rights and the protections that we enjoy as Muslims today. So go thank a black leader. And and he went through a whole bunch of stories. It was such a powerful speech. And, and he said, remember, we have to stick together. And I was like, I love this guy, all mosques are redeemed. <laughs> so there's that too. Um, Mark, I decided it would well, be-
1: Well, welcome for- to Mosque Talk, everybody. If you're just joining us. <laughs> We're going through our various experiences at mosques. I visited the mosque in Morocco, in Casablanca, Morocco. and. Uh, it's the largest, somebody check this. I, they, I think it's definitely the largest mosque in Morocco. But I think it's the second largest mosque in the world. Could that be, Jenk? Does that, I, I turn to you, it's maybe a- um, uh,
0: Look, if, I'm Turkish. So I'm sure that every single Turk would say, no, we have
1: all the largest mosques. <laughs> there are no other mosques that are large. We have 12 of the top 12. It was, uh, it was huge, and they uh, took us through. I mean, it was really impressive. By the way, notwithstanding the movie Casablanca and everything you know that has built the mythology of Casablanca, it's literally the only thing in Casablanca. And this isn't my opinion. I mean, this is what they say. You know, go to the mosque. And by the way, uh, the beach there is really nice in in Casablanca, and Morocco, as well. But apart from that, you know, there's no Rick's Cafe, and there there is a Rick's Cafe that they you know they put up like an hour ago to capitalize on the on a movie, but um, but it's not like the rich Cafe in the in in the movie Casablanca. So what's in Casablanca is this huge, gorgeous, I mean, stunning in every way in terms of the mosaic, in terms of the architecture, everything. Uh, there's this stunning mosque, and I think it's one of the biggest mosques in the world. You know, I'll, I'll say that. But um, but that was my big mosque experience.
0: Dave, uh, ever been in a mosque?
2: Well, as a Choirists, sure. I don't know if they were active
1: well, at the time that I, I was never in a. a God wasn't God wasn't actually working in the mosque yeah. that you were there. No, no, no divine presence.
2: No, no. But I, I've never been in a mosque that people are actually using as a mosque to pray in.
0: Yeah. How about how many church services have you gone to, Dave? I. Other than weddings, none, I think, none, probably. Wow, how about you, Mark? Uh, This week, Uh, (laughs) three, I guess. Well, first of all, the answer
1: is more than Trump, but go ahead. Oh, I've been to tons, I've been to tons, yeah. I mean, definitely as Dave says, weddings, funerals. And then I went to uh, uh, midnight mass when I was a kid, I would do the, uh, just because it was seemed like a really cool thing of National Cathedral I grew up in washington d c. so everything goes down at National Cathedral, which is like uh, again, the theater of it is so spectacular. It's an immense structure with the, you know, the sound of the choir reverberating around this, you know, this marble and this. I mean, it was it just um, let's face it, a, a lot of church is, and synagogue is a show, you know, and so the the more there's that kind of thing uh the better when I came uh to Los Angeles, they sent me out uh around the holidays to a um uh, uh i'm trying to remember the name of it uh forget not not important but um it's with all the uh the choir and the you know and the singing and the praise the Lord stuff yes, thank you and it was spectacular i mean absolutely spectacular on the way in i remember uh Somebody was coming out and they said, Praise the Lord, brother, praise the Lord. And I'm I'm thinking, Yeah, praise the Lord. I mean, I was polite. I mean, I shook hands and everything and I nodded. But on the way out, I was so infected with that, you know, the choir and all that stuff that I was saying, praise me. I was saying, praise the Lord. And it was uh it it's spectacular if it's a good show. You know what I mean? And that's how you, you know, they sell whatever their message is in uh, and you hope it's a decent message, like your coach. Like nobody get hurt. you know it's a message of tolerance or it's a message of peace or whatever it might be. There, there are good messages that can come across in these environments, and they wrap them hopefully in you know in the theater of the church experience. So I've been a bunch of times.
0: Now, Martin, you're, you're right. you know in the old days, church was the movies. Uh, there were no movies, there was no TV, uh, and, and even before that, no radio. I mean, they got nothing to go on. So they would go to church and be like, "Oh, it, we got a talk show host." Uh, That's why the preachers do the what they do with the whole shebang and the show and the Pentecostals have the snakes. I mean, they're putting on a show and and when you have a powerful speaker, it's hard not to get wrapped up in it. Um, I remember when I was a Republican in in college and I went to a Jesse Jackson speech and I came out of there a liberal. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so not exactly at that moment, but kind of, right, and and that's why, hey, look, try different things, you never know, right? Uh, but I remember thinking, man, he made a lot of good points. Uh, and and I was surprised by how many good points he made. And he was such a great orator too, that it was hard not to appreciate what he was saying. And so when he talked about racism, for example, he said, my dad went and fought in World War II. And, and in One battle, they'd captured a whole bunch of Nazis, and then they were transporting the Nazis, and the Americans were at the front of the train, then the Nazis, and then they made my dad and the black troops sit in the back behind the Nazis. And I was like, holy cow. All right, we do have to wrap, but we have a whole nother episode for you guys. Become a member to get the second episode and all the episodes tyt.com slash join. Or if you're watching on YouTube, hit the join button below. All right, we'll see you there.